Welcome back to Squared Sports Podcast. On those this podcast land, Frank, we're now somewhere in 100. Yes, we're at 100 episodes through and get ready for this monumental 100th episode. Get preview the college basketball season, talk a little bit about college football, give you my NFL picks of the week, talk about MLB free agency, so much more. Stay tuned for an action-packed episode 100. Let's hop into it. Let's start with episode 100. How do you always do with the headlines in the NBA? First thing I want to bring up the NBA right here is my New York Knicks. My New York Knicks are 6-7 and seven right now and been playing pretty terrible. I blame most of it on R.J. Barrett. But the Jalen Brunson signing did not help out either. I said, Jalen Brunson signing, what are you doing? Save up that money. Go for uh, Donovan Mitchell. Trade R.J. Barrett for Donovan Mitchell. Make that trade. Doesn't matter how many first-round picks you give up. The Cleveland Cavaliers deal did not match up to the New York Knicks deal. But the Jazz are playing... Great right now. Jazz are playing pretty well. Knicks are playing in Utah tonight. Just going to be interesting to see the New York Knicks. I think Tom Thibodeau is on the hot seat right now. I don't like to see the New York Knicks go through a season with interim head coach because then the season's pretty much over if you go through an NBA season with interim head coach, especially this early on in the NBA season. We're just going to have to wait and see if the Knicks have to get rid of Tom Thibodeau. Now he's another David Fisdale. I mean, who even remembers David Fisdale? Seems like 10 years ago when he was the head coach of the New York Knicks. Not that long ago, 2019 NBA season. Just how quick the NBA goes by. But, uh, Tom Thibodeau, New York Knicks, not doing so great right now. Another team really struggling right now is the Los Angeles Lakers. I said the Lakers go 51-31, something like that. They get 15-32, 45 wins, whatever it might be. Darvin Ham is the coach of the year. Well, right now they're 3-10. And, and to get the 50 wins, you can only have 32 losses. You're pretty much on pace to have 32 losses in the next month, two months, whatever it might be. Lakers are struggling a lot right now. I'm worried about this Los Angeles Lakers team. LeBron's there. AD had a great game the other night, but they're losing to the Jazz. The game blown out by the Cavaliers. Terrible stuff from the Los Angeles Lakers. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Can Lakers rebound? Have a successful season? I don't know. Leave your answer in the comment section. Let's move to the NFL. we action-packed week number 10. The Carolina Panthers had a great game on Thursday Night Football. They made Marcus Mariota try to make a play on every down. Marcus Mariota proves that he's a bust. Panthers still chopping. I think they have a chance to win this division if the Buccaneers do choke. The Buccaneers, I don't see them choking many more games this season. But I did say the Buccaneers will lose a game to the Falcons. They haven't lost a game to the Falcons yet. I said they would lose a game to the Panthers. They did lose a game to the Panthers. I said they would lose a game to the Saints. Falcons and Saints might not happen because Falcons had a bad week. Saints are looking like one of the worst teams in the NFL. They don't even own their first-round pick. The Eagles own the Saints' first-round pick. So yeah, Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing well. Great win in Germany. And Seattle Seahawks, they shut down Geno Smith. They held Kenneth Walker to under 10 rushing yards, just under 10 rushing yards. Kenneth Walker, a lot of people were saying, you're being too patient. You're not Le'Veon Bell. You're not, you're being too patient. Just run the football. They didn't do that. Geno Smith did all he could. Touchdowns, Marquis Goodwin, touchdowns, Tyler Lockett. Geno Smith playing like an MVP. And Seattle needs to lock Geno Smith up. But Tom Brady shows why he's the GOAT. They won in Germany, in Munich, against Seattle Seahawks. The Green Bay Packers... Got the game of the week, the best one of the week, against the Dallas Cowboys. This was a game I was kind of eager to pick. I kind of wanted to lean the Packers way. And I was like, Cowboys are off a bye week. They're really banged up the Packers. I didn't know if Aaron Jones was going to play. I didn't know if Christian Watson was going to play. Romeo Dobbs was out. I said, all right, let's just take the Cowboys. Well, I was wrong. The Packers, Christian Watson has a breakout game. Was What was it? Three touchdowns. Aaron Jones gets his second touchdown of the season. Like I said, Run the ball through Aaron Jones, friend of the show, Aaron Jones. You can go watch the episode we had him on. I think it was episode 48. But yeah, 
Aaron Jones is the main man for that offense outside of Aaron Rodgers. Feed him the ball. You win a game. Use the running game more. A.J. Dillon can run the ball. He's no scrub. Aaron Jones no scrub. Christian Watson had his breakout game looking like a good receiver at North Dakota State. He was their second-round pick. Sammy Watkins had a few good plays. Look out for the Green Bay Packers to have a good rest season. They have another easy schedule later on the season. They play the Raiders. They play the Texans. They play the Broncos. They play the Bears again. This is a team to look out for right here. Packers could make a run the second half of the season. Another team that is making a run right now is the Minnesota Vikings. Just one loss in the season to the one loss Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles obviously lost on Monday Night Football to the Commanders. Taylor Heineke, amazing. But yes, the Vikings 8-1 right now. They probably didn't deserve to win that game against the Bills. They got outplayed, but Justin Jefferson, crazy catch on fourth and 18. They get stopped in the goal line. Josh Allen can't handle the snap. This is the little things with Josh Allen. You know, he throws those two red zone interceptions, one overtime, one earlier in the game, both to Patrick Peterson. Stuff you can't do. This is why a little bit I like to say I'd rather have Justin Herbert as my quarterback than Josh Allen. He doesn't make those big mistakes. And if I had to choose a quarterback right now who'd win me a Super Bowl, it'd be Justin Herbert. But... Chargers aren't playing great right now. They had a tough loss to the 49ers. This team has some issues. Brand Staley, is he that guy? Can they get the defense rolling? We're just going to have to wait and see with the Los Angeles Chargers. But great win for the Vikings. Great win for the 49ers over the Chargers. Justin Fields, everybody. Justin Fields is playing like an MVP level right now. Not saying he's MVP. He's playing at MVP level. I think his turning point was that Thursday night game against the Commanders. Everybody kind of had the hate coming down on him after that, saying, Justin Fields is this. Justin Fields is that. Justin Fields is a bust. But then he shows up. Then he wins a few games. Oh, then he goes off against the Cowboys. Then he goes off against the Dolphins. Now he goes off again against the Detroit Lions. But the problem here is that their kicker misses an extra point. Their defense isn't fully there. He still threw a pick six. Still developing, but looking pretty good in his process right now. I'm going to give Justin Fields his props. Looked great in college at Ohio State. Hate to say it. Torched my Michigan Wolverines. 2019, 56-27. Still stings. But uh, Justin Fields, amazing player. Looking pretty good. Looking like a franchise quarterback. For the Chicago Bears, they'll get things going. They'll get these wins in the next few years. Don't worry, Chicago Bears fans. You found your guy in Justin Fields. Kenny Pickett, though, still up in there. But he did get his first career win, pretty much. You know, they had two wins. One first game of the season with Mitch Trubisky. Then against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But Kenny Pickett didn't finish that game. Mitch Trubisky did. But then this game, finally Kenny Pickett gets a win. Plays the full entire game. Kenny Pickett, congratulations. You get a win against the New Orleans Saints. Awesome game by the Steelers, but Jalen Warren takes over as running back for Najee Harris. Like I said, Najee Harris is very overrated. Is not a top five running back. I said that a few weeks ago. Showing up right now, that take. Yep, Najee Harris, not looking good so far. Is it year three, year two of Najee Harris's NFL career? I really thought he could have a John Taylor-type burst. Haven't seen that so far from Najee Harris in his career. Kenny Pickett gets his first career win. Another person who got their first career win, Jeff Saturday, everybody. Jeff Saturday, interim head coach of Indianapolis Colts. Looking better than Josh McDaniel's hire. Never know. Jeff Saturday could be the head coach for the Indianapolis Colts. I want to talk about that later and what lane would I take. But uh, Josh McDaniels and the Raiders struggling right now. Derek Carr does not look like that guy. Tank for Bryce Young? Never know. Bryce Young might not go number one. You might end up with Bryce Young and pick number five. And you snatch him. Or CJ Stroud or Will Levis. Hennon Hooker, whoever it might be. Both these teams kind of in need of a quarterback. Matt Ryan played well, though, on Sunday. Used his legs a little bit. Threw the ball well. Looked like Matty Ice. Not terrible 28-3 Super Bowl, Matt Ryan. But yeah, Colts. Got a good win against the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday. Getting Jeff Saturday his first win. Already talked about the 49ers. Great win they had. Arizona Cardinals, the battle of the backup quarterbacks. John Wolford versus Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy showed out. John Wolford made some plays, but even if Matthew Stafford played this one, even if Kyler Murray played this one, I probably would have taken the Cardinals still. 
Even though it's in SoFi, there are probably more Cardinals fans there. Cardinals showed up. Defense showed up. Love watching them on Hard Knocks, even though we're only two episodes through. Cardinals looking good against the Rams. They got a big game this week against the 49ers on Monday Night Football. We're going to pick that in a little bit. Commanders, everybody, what a win. This was the best win in the NFL this week because Commanders get a win against the Eagles. This is what a Ron Rivera-led team does. They don't give up in their season. They're sitting at 5-5 five and five right now. You got a chance. Win a few more games. Rally up wins against the Giants. Rally up wins against the Cowboys. You're already done with the Eagles in their series. But you got two games against the Giants. You got a game against the Cowboys. Don't worry, Commanders fans. There's still a chance. All the teams in AFC East right now are in playoff position. And about all the teams in NFC East right now are in playoff position. Commanders are .5 games out. So yeah, Commanders fans, don't worry. Commanders, great win. Taylor Heineke, this is the second time we've seen with the Ron Rivera-led team where they end undefeated team streak. It was Pittsburgh Steelers in 2020 when they went 11-0. And now, Philadelphia Eagles, when they go 8-0, Commanders snatch that streak. Washington football team at the time, now Commanders. What a win by Taylor Heineke. We're going to talk about him later in the episode. Let's move to MOB. We had a little bit of a hot stove news right here. Early on the MLB offseason, we're only about a week in. We're going to start seeing deals later on in the offseason, January, December, February, March, whatever it might be. I mean, some of these guys might not even sign until spring training. But Anthony Rizzo is going back to New York Yankees. There was talks of him going back to Chicago, talks of going to the Houston Astros. I didn't see any of those coming true. Anthony Rizzo is back with the New York Yankees. But this kind of leaves it up in there. That removes a little bit of the money for Aaron Judge. Never know. Could Aaron Judge still be a Yankee after the season? Leave your answer in the comment section. Will Aaron Judge... Be in the pinstripes next season. Leave your answer in the comment section. Julio Rodriguez won AL Rookie of the Year, and Michael Harris Jr. won NL Rookie of the Year. Well, these are the right picks. Leave your answer in the comment section. I agree with them. You know, if Adley Rushman played the whole entire season, he might have won AL Rookie of the Year. But Julio Rodriguez, all-star. Get him his respect. Julio Rodriguez, what a win that was for him. He wins Rookie of the Year. They made it to the ALDS this year. He gets his props. J-Rod, Rookie of the Year. And Michael Harris, Rookie of the Year, over his teammate Spencer Strider. Fully agree with those picks. Do you agree with them? Leave your answer in the comment section. Chuck Peterson, everybody, resigns with the San Francisco Giants. I'm a little bit upset by this one right here because I thought he committed New York Met. But no, he's going to stay with the San Francisco Giants. I thought the signing last season wasn't so great. I really thought, oh, he should have stayed with that Lambert Oh, he should have gone back to Los Angeles Dodgers or he should have gone somewhere else. Not San Francisco, but whatever. He's back in San Francisco, back in the Bay. Chuck Peterson going to be back in the Bay for at least one more season. Another guy moving teams in California, Tyler Anderson. Cy Young candidate going over to the Los Angeles Angels from the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's part of the headlines this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, Score Sports NFL Game Day. If you're not familiar with Score Sports NFL Game Day, where I give my main games, the best games of the week in the NFL, I give you my picks. If you want to see all my picks, all the NFL games this week, you can listen to 600 ESPN El Paso, 6 o'clock every Thursday, Mountain Time, 6 o'clock, so 8 o'clock Eastern Time, 5 o'clock Pacific Time, 7 o'clock Central Time. You can listen to it there if you want to see all my picks. But if you want to see the best games of the week, listen to it right here. Score Sports NFL Game Day. Thursday Night Football. Titans versus Packers in Lambeau Field. I have the Packers demolishing the Titans this one. No debate about it. Ryan Tannehill. I do not believe in this Titans team. I pick against them almost every week. And it doesn't really work out for me. It's going to work out for me this week. Give me the Packers. Cowboys versus Vikings. I'd love to take Vikings in this one. I will take the Vikings in this one. Cowgirls, Cowboys, whatever you want to call them. They're not legit. And I'm glad to say that. Because my New York Giants will beat them next week on Thanksgiving Day. Go Giants. Cowboys looking a little fraudulent right now. 
They might roll back with Zeke. Not the right decision. I'm not gonna, one of those people who's going to say, oh, start Cooper Rush over Dak Prescott. I just don't think either of them are solid options at the quarterback position. And there's not really, this year, we can go after another quarterback. Terrible contract for Dak Prescott. Not really a good solution to Cooper Rush. So yeah, Vikings win this one over the Cowboys. Keep it moving. 9-1 Vikings. Let's keep it moving. Browns versus Bills. I think this might be the last game without Deshaun Watson. Second to last game without Deshaun Watson for the Browns. But I get the Bills in this one over the Browns. Jacoby Brissett has looked pretty serviceable so far, but they lost last week to the Dolphins. Give me the Bills in this one over the Browns. Eagles versus Colts. You know, two years ago, this is a game circled on the Eagles calendar. You get that game against the Colts. I know the schedule didn't come out then. But you want to play against Carson Wentz again. Well, low did you know Carson Wentz will be on the Commanders and Matt Ryan will be the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. But I got the Eagles in this one. Tough loss last week, but they keep it moving. Nine and one, Eagles over the Colts. Jets versus Patriots. This is an interesting one right here because the Patriots did beat the Jets last time and now it's in East Rutherford in MetLife Stadium. So I get them winning this, this one again. Coming off a of bye week, both these teams. Give me the Patriots over the Jets. Zach Wilson doesn't play well in this one. Give me the Patriots. That defense suffocates Zach Wilson in this one. Give me the Patriots over the Jets. Rams versus Saints. Both these teams are pretty terrible. And it's going to be in the Superdome. Both these teams, three wins in the season, pretty terrible. If it's going to be Matthew Stafford, that quarterback for the Rams, or if it's going to be Andy Dalton, James Winston, that quarterback for the Saints, I get the Rams this one. Too much talent. Cooper Cup injuries, devastator, but we're just going to have to wait and see. Rams are better than they've played this season. Give me the Rams over the Saints. Raiders versus Broncos. Let's ride, everybody. Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos over the Raiders. They beat them earlier in the season in Allegiant Stadium. They picked them up Mile High Stadium. Give me the Broncos. Let's ride over the Raiders. Chiefs versus Chargers. Give me the Chiefs in this one. Chargers struggling. This is Sunday Night Football. I got flexed into Sunday Night Football. They play on Thursday Night Football in Week 2. I got the Chiefs in this one over the Chargers in SoFi Stadium, like I said. Probably going to be more Chiefs fans than Chargers fans. Give me the Chiefs in this one over the Chargers. Last one of the day. 49ers versus Cardinals. You know, when the first Hard Knocks episode came out, it was right before that Seahawks game for the Cardinals, and they were circling their schedule. They said, if we can beat the Seahawks, if we can beat the Rams, that Monday Night Football game, it's going to be ours to take in, and we're going to take the vision right there and then. I can see that happening, but they did lose that game to the Seahawks. If you win this game against the 49ers, that puts you in great position for a playoff spot, puts you in better position than we're about two weeks ago. If you get Kyler Murray back, you win this one. Give me the Cardinals over the 49ers. I don't know why I'm doing this. Maybe the defense plays better, but I just want to see the Cardinals win this one. Give me the Cardinals over the 49ers. That's about for my picks this week. Leave thoughts in the comment section. All right, so this is a segment I do a lot on the show, Scored Sports Scream. It's mostly about a college football head coach. This week, we're keeping that trend about a college football head coach. Sorry, Mel Tucker, you don't get it for a third time. It's going to be lousy Jimbo Fisher of the Texas A&M Aggies. Perfect. Let's break it down. First year at Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher, game two against Clemson. They almost win that one. Okay, they have all the hype going into next season. They played terrible in 2019. Okay, all the hype going into 2020. They start out 2020 pretty terrible. Almost lost to Vanderbilt night one. Then you got killed by Alabama 38-13 to on the road. But now you're playing against Florida in Aggieland. With a chance to win that game, put yourself back into the college ball playoff conversation. What do they do? They win that one. And then they don't lose the game for the rest of the season. They go 9-1. They win the Orange Bowl. Probably got snubbed from the college ball playoff. They should have made the college ball playoff. Two SEC teams. That would have been fun to see. But then, going to 2021, you got... Haynes King at quarterback. This is a five-star Haynes King, but it's the first time in Jimbo Fisher's tenure at Texas A&M 
without Kellen Mond. So let's see how it goes. Kane's King, number one quarterback, 2019 class, from Texas, state champion, all that. They play pretty terrible in week one. Defense plays well, but not the offense. All right. Kane's King throws two interceptions against Kent State. Let's see how it goes. Next game against Colorado. Colorado was one of the worst teams in college football last season, and they were losing to them at halftime. But then Zach Calzada comes in because Haynes King breaks his leg, and we're all good. They win that game all good. Then you go up to Arkansas. We play Arkansas in Jerryland, pretty much, in AT&T Stadium, and Arkansas wins that one. KJ Jefferson, they get a win. So Arkansas A&M gets their first loss in the season, and then the hype kind of dies down for Jimbo Fisher. Then they lose again to Mississippi State, but then you get a career-defining win against Alabama, and the hype's back. But then you play terrible for the rest of the season. You go 8-4. You don't even get to play in a bowl game because of COVID issues, all that. So Jimbo Fisher really had a lot of hype going into this season because the top recruiting class. So here's what my point is right here. How much has Jimbo done at AM? He did a lot at Florida State. He won national champion. He produced the Heisman winner and James Winston. But outside of getting snubbed from the college ball playoff, Jimbo Fisher hasn't done much at AM. So it's interesting right here. Going to this season, number one recruiting class, Walter Nolan, number one recruit, Evan Stewart, Denver Harris, issues with him off the field this season. He's been suspended like four times. Okay, you have the number one recruiting class of all time, all those recruits I just mentioned, but there's one recruit you lose. Five-star, Harold Perkins. Okay, Aggie fans, tough loss, but you don't think much of it because you still have the number one recruit, Walter Nolan. You still have the best wide receiver, Evan Stewart. You still have the number one recruiting class of all time with all of these five-stars. Well, little did you think, Harold Perkins will be the best of them all. It showed this weekend against Arkansas. Harold Perkins, true freshman against Arkansas, flat out wins the game for them. Offense can't do anything. Arkansas's offense can't do anything, but they're close to winning that game. Harold Perkins has four sacks. Two forced fumbles would have been three for if you didn't overrule it. Four sacks, three forced fumbles, I'll call it, and a lot of tackles for loss. Harold Perkins is that guy. He could win a Heisman. Not even joking, as a defense alignment. Harold Perkins, in a few years, could be the number one pick. I'm not even joking. But this is about Texas A&M right here. He saw what was wrong. Texas A&M said, I'm going. I'm not going there. Texas A&M has had so many problems. The really only five stars showed up for them this year is Walter Nolan and maybe Evan Stewart, but he's been suspended again. Denver Harris has been pretty terrible. He got suspended a few times for really bad off-the-field issues. A&M has problems. Jimbo Fisher has problems. They can't get the quarterback position figured out. Haynes King was one of the worst quarterback recruits of all time. One of the worst busts of all time. Because Haynes King was number one quarterback recruit in 2019 over guys like Anthony Richardson. Over guys, I mean, just a lot of guys. Tough stuff right there. Over guys like Bryce Young. Over guys like CJ Stroud in some sites. Haynes King was right over them. I don't get that in any way. I really don't. Haynes King's been terrible. Zach Calzada didn't work out. Connor Wakeman, he might not work out. Max Johnson broke his hand. So yeah, tough stuff. From the AM Aggies. Horrible stuff from Jimbo Fisher. I'm screaming on you this week, Jimbo. That's about for my scream this week. Leave doubts in the comments. Alright, so top five. This week's top five is it's another college basketball top five. Last week was my top five college basketball hot takes. This week it's gonna be my top five college basketball teams heading into the 2022. 2023 season. I'm going to tell you who's going to cut down the nets in the season. So we're going to start out at number one. Number one, I have the Gonzaga Bulldogs. No debate about it. Gonzaga's been amazing. I mean, every year under Mark Fee, they've been amazing. Last season, everybody thought it was the year to win the national championship. This year, they're a veteran team. You got 
Malachi Smith, transfer from Chattanooga. You got Julian Strother. You got Efton Reed. You got Drew Timmy back for what seems like a 15th year. Mark Few's back. Less distractions. You got Hunter Salis off the bench. You don't have Chad Holmgren, which is tough. You don't have Jalen Suggs, which is tough. But you have a veteran college basketball team. That's what you need in college basketball. Not all these five stars. I think that's perfect for Gonzaga right there. They won the game of the aircraft carrier against Michigan State by one point. Had to come back 12 points in four minutes. That's what a veteran squad does for you right there. Number one, Gonzaga. Number two, Duke. Duke has 11 new players. And that's tough. But they have 11 great new players. I think they have four or five stars coming in. Mark Mitchell, Tyrese Proctor, uh, Christian Reeves is a borderline five-star. You have Kyle Flipowski. You have Derek Lively. I mean, Derek Whitehead. This is just a great squad. And they're playing Kansas tonight. I don't know the outcome of that game. So when this episode comes out, you'll know the outcome of that game. But Duke, number two. Number three, Baylor. Baylor has Keontae George, a true freshman, who's just amazing. And they have Adam Flagler, who's also amazing. Baylor was a two-seed last year. They have great defense under Scott Drew. Just an all-around great team, all-around great program that Scott Drew has built up. This might be another year where they, you see them come down next to the Big 12 Championship, Elite Eight, Final Four, whatever it might be. Baylor, number three. Number four, Houston. I think this might be Kellen Sampson's best team at Houston. You got Marcus Sasser coming back. You got Grace Walker. You lost a little bit of talent from the past two years. You lost Jarreau. You lost Quentin Grabs. You lost a couple other guys. But Houston, number four, I think they run the table in the regular season. I really do. They've been amazing. They have easy schedule in the American Conference. They have two games against top 25 teams. And those two top 25 teams are Alabama and Oregon. I think you win those both games. So yeah, Houston goes undefeated in the regular season. They're number four. Number five, UCLA. UCLA, you have Amari Bailey, true freshman. You lost Peyton Watson, who was one of your best players last season, but that's fine. You lost Giant Juzang, who was your best player last season. That's fine. But you brought back Jaime Hawkins. You brought back Tiger Campbell. That's all you need in a veteran college basketball team. Mick Cronin has a great squad. And five, UCLA. Now, if you're wondering, where's North Carolina? Where's Kentucky? Where's Kansas? Let me explain. North Carolina, even before the season, I wouldn't have had them top five. Because... They had a great run in the Final Four. Amazing. They almost won the National Championship. Probably should have won the National Championship. They didn't. It's fine. All right. Going to the next season, everybody thinks they're going to be amazing. I don't think so. They struggled in the ACC last year. They struggled. They lost in the ACC Championship semifinals. They lost Duke one game in North Carolina in the Dean Dome. But yes, they beat them twice. But still, Armando Baycott wasn't consistent in the regular season last year. Caleb Lovins wasn't consistent in the regular season last year. Now there was R.J. Davis. The biggest loss right here is Brady Manick. Brady Manick, in my eyes, was the best player for North Carolina last season. Sharpshooter, transfer, fifth-year guy. He's not here this anymore. Hubert Smith didn't really fill that void anymore. I think that's why North Carolina struggles this season. You see it. They go down at halftime to Charleston. This is the number one team in the country, and they're losing at halftime to Charleston. North Carolina, overrated. You can debate me on it. They're overrated. Kentucky... This isn't John Calipari's deepest team. Oscar Sheboy, I don't know if he can carry over his success from last season where he won the Wooden Award, which is basically like the MVP of college basketball. So yeah, this isn't the greatest team John Calipari's had. Doesn't have too many five stars. Yes, you have Severe Wheeler back. Yes, you still have Oscar Sheboy. But yeah, interesting stuff right here. Another key player for Kentucky is Jacob Toppin. Good team for Kentucky. Top 15, not top five. For Kansas... This is where it gets interesting. You still bring back Dejon Harris. You bring in Grady Dick. You bring back Jalen Wilson. But you lose a lot of talent. You lose Remy Martin. You lose Christian Braun. You lose David McCormick. Those are your three best players in your national championship winning team last year. Kansas, still a good team. But they're not going to be cutting down any nets this year. Sorry, Kansas fans. You won your national championship. No more nets can be cut down for you. No Big 12 championship. No NCAA championship. That's about for top five this week.
Now, did you know this week's did you know is did you know Hendon Hook is 25 years old right now. When he enters the league next year, he might be first round pick. He'll be 25 then. He's 24 right now. He turns 25 in January. He'll be older than half the NFL quarterbacks. This is a guy, Hennon Hooker, who came out one year after Tuatang Valoa did, came out the same year Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields did. Wild stuff right here. Did you know that about Hennon Hooker, that he'll be 25 in his rookie season. He'll be older than half the NFL. Should he be starting quarterback in the NFL? Still waiting to be seen. Could he win the Heisman? Could he win the national championship? We'll shout to Wayne see. Could he be the number one pick? Never know. Didn't know about Henry Hooker. Leave your answer in the comment section. Now, what lane would I take? This week, on what lane would I take, I'm going to tell you who the top college ball programs with the vacancy right now, the head coach position, Shire. So that would be Nebraska, Auburn, Wisconsin, Colorado, and Arizona State. Let's break it down. I want to start off with Auburn, but I want to give you a little bit of a coaching pool right here quick. I think Lane Kiffin could go to a new team. I think Todd Munkin, George offense coordinator, could go to a new team. Clark Lee, interesting candidate, Vanderbilt head coach, good motivator. He can go to a new team. Deion Sanders, Jamie Chadwell, Coastal Carolina head coach. All these guys could go somewhere new. But let's break it down. Let's do Auburn first. Who do I think goes to Auburn? I think the perfect fit for Auburn right now would be Jamie Chadwell. It's a little bit of an interesting move because I know that flashy move is Deion Sanders, but I don't think Deion Sanders leaves Jackson State to go to Auburn. That'd be awesome if he did because he would fit pretty well at Auburn. He would keep Cadillac Williams as an as offense coordinator, defense coordinator, position coach, whatever it might be, because Cadillac Williams has done a good job as their interim head coach. But I don't think he's the permanent head coach solution, but it'd be criminal if they didn't keep him on that coaching staff. So I think Deion Sanders would be good for Auburn, but I don't think he goes to Auburn. Jamie Chadwell. Coastal Carolina head coach. You bring in Grayson McCall. He'll be a senior quarterback. I said this last year with LSU. I said, Jamie Chadwell will be perfect for you. You bring over Grayson McCall. You bring over all his talent. You maybe bring over Isaiah Likely, but he's in the league now. So yeah, Jamie Chadwell, Coastal Carolina. He's built up a great program there. I think only like three combined losses over the past three seasons. Crazy stuff from Jamie Chadwell and Shanta Clears. He goes over to Auburn. That's my pick for Auburn. Nebraska. Here's a little bit of an interesting one right here. I think Nebraska gets Chris Kleiman. Kansas State head coach, the next head coach. Chris Kleiman built up such great success at North Dakota State, built up that powerhouse. Has built up a great season this year at Nebraska. I mean, I hope forever that he doesn't bring over Adrian Martinez back to Nebraska, because that'd just be hilarious if we brought Adrian Martinez back. But I don't think he has any more eligibility after the season Adrian Martinez. So that's out of the realm of possibility. But Will Howard, he's been pretty good for Kansas State. He'll be perfect. Chris Kleiman kind of fits Nebraska a little bit in my eyes. You bring over Deuce Vaughn. That'd be amazing. That brings over Nebraska to a championship-level caliber program. I think it's a little too soon for a team to bring back Matt Rule. I think Matt Rule wouldn't fit at Nebraska. Maybe a group of five team. Maybe another NFL team, whatever it might be. I don't think Nebraska's the perfect fit for Matt Rule in my eyes. Then Chris Kleiman. That's an underdog right there. That's an underrated pick. He's the right move for Nebraska. Kansas State head coach Chris Kleiman goes over to Nebraska. Wisconsin, two words. Jim Leonard. I like to say, nothing else. Jim Leonard, defense coordinator, interim head coach. Perfect for Wisconsin. Just keep him. Former Wisconsin player. Every player on that roster went to the transfer portal. Not actually, but most will. If Jim Leonard is not the head coach of Wisconsin next season. Braylon Allen already said, yeah, maybe I'll leave Jim Leonard isn't our head coach. But if he's here, I'm a Badger for life. So yeah, Jim Leonard stays as a Wisconsin head coach. For Colorado, I think they hire Illinois defense coordinator Ryan Walters. Ryan Walters is going to become a head coach someday. And he's just perfect for Colorado. He's a Colorado alum. 
played football there. He's a bit on the younger side. It's a Marcus Freeman type of hire right here. Defense coordinator, no head coaching experience. But Colorado gets Ryan Walters as the next head coach. Arizona State, here's where it gets a little bit tricky. You can hire Tom Herman. You can hire Dan Mullen, who's currently ESPN right now. He could be great for you right there. But I think the perfect fire for Arizona State, and I don't know if it's going to happen. This is a dream hire for Arizona State, but it'd be fun as a college ball fan to see it too. Mike Norvell, Florida State head coach. He was their offense coordinator in 2015-2016, then he went over to Memphis. This will be interesting. Very, very interesting. What do you want to leave Florida State if you got a bigger raise at ASU? Because Florida State is one of the most prestigious jobs in college football. And then that would fill in a void for Florida State, and that would be the first call of Deion Sanders in my eyes. But this will be interesting. Mike Norvell maybe doesn't like the spotlight at Florida State. Maybe he wants to go over to Arizona. Maybe he wants to go over to Arizona State, go back to Tempe. Mike Norvell. Arizona State, maybe Tom Herman. He's calling broadcasting games right now for CBS Sports Network. Tom Herman got the boot a little too early at Texas in my eyes. Got a little, I mean, it was done too harsh at Texas. I think Mark Novell, perfect for Arizona State right here. Now, last team on this list is Georgia Tech. I think the perfect move for Georgia Tech is Dan Mullen. You got an offensive head coach. He built up so much success at Mississippi State, and he built up so much success at Florida until last season. Dan Mullen is the most disrespected person in the college football world. Maybe ever. At least in my college football watching experience. Most disrespected coach of all time. He built up such a great program at Mississippi State. So he goes over to Florida. His first year at Florida wins a New York Six Bowl game. 2019, second year at Florida, wins a New York Six Bowl game. 2020 at Florida is a Marco Wilson shoot throw away from maybe making the college football playoff. 2021, up and down season, Emory Jones, Anthony Richardson, Todd Grantham loses his mind. So you have a bad season. Okay. Why fire Dan Mullen after that season? Billy Napier's a good head coach, but Dan Mullen's better. Dan Mullen, I respect you. Great college wide coach. Perfect for Georgia Tech. You need to get back in the head coaching game. Georgia Tech will be good for you. Maybe Auburn takes a gander on Dan Mullen. I want to see Dan Mullen get a job, wherever it is. Dan Mullen goes to Georgia Tech in my prediction. This is around the time of year, everybody, where the head coach positions start getting filled. Coaches start leaving right about after week 13, right before week 13, right after bowl season. This is where we start seeing it happen. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. There's what lame would I take for the week. Leave your thoughts. So my spotlight for this week is the Mets' main man, Buck Walter. Buck Walter just won NL Manager of the Year. Buck Walter has now won Manager of the Year four times in four different decades. The first person to ever do that. I think if Buck Walter wins the World Series, a World Series in his career, he goes down as one of the greatest managers of all time. That's GOAT-level stuff. Four different Manager of the Year seasons, four different decades. 90s, 2000s, 2010s, not 2020s. Yankees, Rangers, Orioles, and now my New York Mets. Go Buckshaw Walter. Let's get your ring. We got Dusty Baker a ring. Let's get Buckshaw Walter a ring. Yep, that's about for my spotlight this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. So we had a great week of college football. We had some teams enter their college football playoff hopes even higher. LSU. TCU. And then we had some team's dreams get crushed. Oregon and UCLA. So let's see what they rank in my Squared Sports third college ball playoff rankings. Let's do it. Number 25, South Alabama. Yep, the South Alabama Jaguars. Two losses on the season. One of them being a one-point loss to the Rose Bowl to US, uh, UCLA. 
a one-point loss to UCLA at the Rose Bowl, we have lead the whole entire game, and then you do some bonehead calls at the end, you miss the field goal at the end, and then you miss an extra point in the game also. South Alabama probably deserved to win that game against UCLA. South Alabama Jaguars, number 25, I think they only have two losses on the season, one of them to UCLA. South Alabama, number 25, go Jaguars. Number 24, Tulane, I predicted it, they lost to UCF in the boot, but they're still in my rankings. Michael Pratt, just Willie Fritz, great head coach. Number 24, Tulane. Number 23, Cincinnati. They don't play until next week, last game of the season, but I'm giving Cincinnati the edge right now. Luke Fickle, I really thought he should have got out after last year. Maybe he gets out after this year. Would that be a shocker? Luke Fickle, nobody's really talked about him in the coaching carousel. Maybe he goes over to Nebraska. Maybe he goes somewhere else. Cincinnati, number 23. 22, Coastal Carolina, the Chanticleers. Jamie Chadwell, go to Auburn. Grayson McCall, great quarterback. 22, Coastal Carolina. 21, another team in the Carolinas, Duke. Duke is 7-3 right now. They've been playing pretty amazing. They got a lot of AP votes. RJ Young, who I called out early in the year, he put them at number 20 in his rankings. But Duke's a great team. You have a one-possession loss to Kansas. You have a heartbreaking loss to North Carolina. You lose in the last 15 seconds. Rest a little questionable. Josh Downs, I thought he was out of bounds. I thought he stepped out of bounds, legal touching. They reviewed it, he didn't. But yeah, Duke, three losses in the season. One missed field goal against Georgia Tech. Missed field goal against North Carolina. Also hurt that loss. It's three losses in the season for the Blue Devils. They've been pretty good. Only two losses ACC play. Elko era, Mike Elko, coming over from Texas A&M. They've been great. Texas A&M hasn't been great. DJ Durkin has done a terrible job with that defense so far. So Duke, 21. 20, Florida State. Florida State, another great team in the ACC. Like I said, Mike Norvell to Arizona State. I don't know. Florida State, number 20, Jordan Travis. Great quarterback. They're number 20. Number 19, UCF. UCF, just amazing. All right, Gus and Alzon, ride the Gus bus. They beat Tulane the other day. You had UCF, number 19. 18, Notre Dame. They almost lost to Navy. What a great game that was in Annapolis, Maryland. I think they had a 35-3 lead at halftime, and then they won the game 35-32, which is just crazy stuff right there. But Notre Dame is number 18 for me. Number 17, Chris Kleiman and Kansas State. Three losses on the season. Chris Kleiman. Maybe counting down his days, going to Nebraska. What you have to wait and see. Chris Kleiman and Kansas State, number 17. Number 16, Washington. They move up my rankings. Great win against Oregon. Go Huskies, you're number 16. Number 15, Utah. You mean you're winning against Florida away from being college ball playoff contention right now. Same with Washington. If you win that game against Arizona State, which you should have, then you're in a college ball playoff conversation right now. But you lost that game. Utah, you lost two game to UCLA, which you should have lost. And then you lost a game to Florida, which you probably shouldn't have lost. What a great game that was. Week one, Utah versus Florida. For Washington, Arizona State lost inexcusable. They're number 16. Utah's number 15. 14, Ole Miss. You battled it out against Alabama, but Jackson Dart made two costly mistakes, taking two sacks on third down and on fourth down for Ole Miss. So yeah, Ole Miss, 14. Number 13, UCLA. Bruins, this is tough for me right here. The Bruins, they ruined their season. They lost to Arizona. They shouldn't have. UCLA, number 13. 12, North Carolina. Tar Heels have a chance at the college ball playoff. I know it's kind of crazy, but if they can win the ACC, never know. Tar Heels, number 12. 11, Penn State, Ninny Lions. They're playing in the best division in college football in the Big Ten East. So yeah, tough stuff. If they're in any other division, they're in the Big Ten West. They're running the table right now. But Penn State, number 11. Number 10, Oregon. Go Ducks. They've been great so far. Obviously, the tough loss to Washington. But outside of the tough loss to Washington, you're a college ball playoff team. You're not a college ball playoff team anymore. The crusher to Washington. The crusher week one, 49-3 against Georgia. You know, we all thought that Oregon wasn't going to be a good team after that game. They rallied. They had some great games. They have a great game against Utah this week. You're going to have to wait and see my pick on that one. But yeah, 
Oregon, unfortunately, slides down number 10 for me. Number 9, Clemson. Go Tigers. Great win against Louisville at home. Clemson, college ball playoff look done right now unless something crazy happens, unless Michigan blows out Ohio State or vice versa. Something crazy happens. Maybe Tennessee loses another game. We're just going to have to wait and see. But Clemson, number 9. Number 8, I'm giving it to Alabama. Yes, you have two losses. One to Tennessee, one to LSU. But you have a great win against Ole Miss. So I'd give it to you right there. Alabama, number 8. Number 7, USC. Go Trojans. You got the Battle of LA this week against UCLA. Let's see if you can win that one. Can USC keep their playoff hopes going? Or UCLA, Edmund? Let's have to wait and see on my pick later on the segment. USC, number 7. LSU, number 6. Go Tigers. They got a win against Arkansas. They just have to hold on. In the SEC Championship game, if you can win the SEC Championship game, you're in the playoff. LSU, number 6. TCU, number 5. This is a little bit of a shocker right here. I still have TCU at 5, even after they're winning against Texas. I'm going to say it right here. TCU loses to Baylor this week in Waco. You should have to wait and see why I say that pick. Next segment. But I got TCU, number 5. Tennessee, number 4. Tennessee is the better wins. Blowout win. On the road. In Death Valley. That's what Tennessee has over TCU. TCU has so many close games. Tennessee really does it. Just that one bad loss to Georgia. You have a win over Alabama. You have that clutch away road win against maybe the SEC champion, which you have to win see LSU. So that's going to be clutch for Tennessee right there. They're number four. Ohio State, number three. Just, you know, you can flip-flop Michigan and Ohio State, but I'm keeping Ohio State number three. Michigan, number two, running game, keeping it going. JJ McCarthy, got to connect better deep balls. They're number two. Number one, Georgia, go Bulldogs. Keep it the same in the top three, top four. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's about College Sports Showcase, top 25. Stay tuned for my hot takes coming up next. All right, so you know how I roll my hot takes. Six a week, and we're going to go six for six. Let's hop it. First one right here, I proved it in the top 25. TCU loses to Baylor. It's about more than just a win for Baylor. It's about revenge. Last year, Baylor, good team, could have made the college ball playoff, would have made the college ball playoff. I have Baylor doing the same this year, returning the favor. Go Bears. They beat TCU on Saturday. Bookmark it. Check it. Baylor ends TCU's playoff hopes. Not doing that because it's good for my Michigan Wolverines. Maybe. Baylor beats TCU. Duke goes on the road against Pitt, and they upset Pitt, I think. Duke's 7-3 right now, Pitt 6-4. Riley Leonard, good quarterback. The spread's 7.5 for Pitt right now. At the very least, Duke will cover that spread. So yeah, Duke either covers the spread or they win this one. Not going to be 7.5. Keaton Slovis, overrated. Pitt, Pat Arduzzi, overrated. Give me Duke. Elko era, Mike Elko, over Pitt. Auburn blows out Western Kentucky. This is that boring SEC Week 12 where they just schedule all the FCS, all the lower... Level teams. And the thing, this isn't a hot take right here, but a little thing that I'm shocked at right here is how LSU, a team that is number seven in the country right now, they'll move up when the college ball playoff rankings reveal in about an hour from now. They'll move up to maybe number six, number five. How they're only 14-point favorites at home against UAB, a team that is playing with an interim head coach right now. That's probably the lock of the century. I'm just a kid. I'm not making bets. If I was a betting man, I would take LSU minus 14 without a doubt. But Auburn, minus five. They kill Western Kentucky in this one. Go Tigers. Cadillac Williams gets another win. Auburn over Western Kentucky. Next one, Oklahoma wins Bedlam. Now, this is not as significant as a Bedlam as last year because that was Oklahoma-Oklahoma State. Great game. Thriller. Came down to the wire. Caleb Williams lost it in the last two plays of the game. Lincoln Riley's last game to Oklahoma. Great stuff there. Oklahoma State kept their playoff chances going. Oklahoma lost them. I think Oklahoma returns the favor. 
They get a win over Oklahoma State at home. One of the last times they're going to have Bedlam. It's not going to continue when Oklahoma goes to the SEC in 2025. So yeah, Oklahoma wins against Oklahoma State. Bedlam. Go Sooners. Oregon kills Utah. I think Oregon just blows Utah out of the water. They're upset after last year. Last year, Utah ended Oregon's playoff hopes, kept theirs going pretty much. Utah had two losses last year, went to San Diego State, and I forget the other one. But uh, Oregon, good team, great team. I got Bo Nix. They're mad after last week. Go Ducks. Dan Lanning has them ready. I think they kill Utah at home. Utah beat them like 42-17 last year in that game. And then they beat them again in the Pac-12 championship game in an amazing defeat. So yeah, I got Oregon in this one, killing Utah. Give me Oregon, minus three. Last one, last hot take, the game of the week. UCLA versus USC. Battle for LA. This was a game last year, and this was at USC Stadium. Dorian Thompson Robinson was hurtling all over USC defenders, signed autograph after a touchdown. They were great. UCLA put 66 points at USC. They killed them. Now it's going to be a better game. It's going to be in Pasadena. And I got the Bruins winning this one. I've said it for weeks. I like UCLA's chances so much more. I think UCLA's a better team than USC. Break it down. USC, 41-35 win over Cal. A lot of bad wins for USC. Almost lost to Oregon State. Caleb Williams had to save you at the end. That's probably your best win over Oregon State. You're probably going to lose next week to Notre Dame also. We're just going to have to wait and see. But I think their playoff chances end right here, right now. Give me UCLA over USC. No debate about Bruins win this one over USC. That's the game of the week. Bruins over the Trojans in the Battle of LA. Dory Thompson-Rompton closes out his college former regular season career in the right way. Give me UCLA over USC. Let's do it. Go Bruins. Let's ride. That's about my hot takes this week. Leave it down in the comment section. So with this being episode 100, with this being two years into the show, I kind of wanted to thank you, the fans. Thank everybody who's helped this show be made possible. I kind of want to start out how this show started back when December, I think it was December of, yeah, December of 2019, right before January 2020. I was thinking, I'm going to start a podcast. I love talking about sports. I'm not really good at writing articles. This is 11-year-old me. I'm thinking, maybe I should try starting a sports podcast. Okay, I didn't do any of it. And then quarantine happens, June 2020. Didn't really do much there. Wrote out a few episodes. Didn't really work anything with it. But then just a random day in the summer, I said, let's do it. I'm going to start the podcast. It was called The Lane Frank Show. You can go watch it. Still on the Squared Sports Instagrams, IGTV, whatever you want to see. But yeah, my first episode, pretty terrible. I think I did nine episodes of The Lane Frank Show. And I found DB Podcast. The best podcast producers in the game. I know I don't give them much love. But yeah, DB Podcast. Just the best podcast producers out there. Jordan. Ben, Miles, Dez, everybody at DB Podcast. Just amazing. Make these episodes possible. Made this setup possible. Made my show possible when I was just 12 years old. So yeah, I know we've done 100 episodes from now. We've gone through four NBA seasons. The bubble, the season the Bucks won the championship. Last season, now we're in this season. Third season of college football. Third season of the NFL. That's really much what started the show. Just thank you to the fans. Had some great guests over the years. Just great stuff. This is our third year of doing the podcast. 100 episodes. So happy about it. Thank you, fans. However many watch this episode, however many of you have ever watched an episode, whether you watch two minutes of it or the whole time, thank you for watching. Thank you, the fans. This is a great episode. Episode 100, great show so far. Couldn't have done without all of you. Episode 100, just wanted to thank all the people who got me here. Just even the people at Steve Kaplowitz has me on his ESPN 600 radio show every week to make my picks. Great show so far. Yeah. Very happy to have this show. Very fortunate. Squared Sports. Episode 100, closed out at the buzzer.
Now, best for last question today. This week's question is, are the Astros a dynasty? They won the World Series in 2017. They made the playoffs in 2016. They made the playoffs in 2015. They did pretty well in 2018. Lost in the ALCS. Lost in the World Series in 2019. Made the ALCS in 2020. Lost in the World Series in 2021. And won it again in 2022. That's dynasty-level stuff. Are they a dynasty? Leave your answer in the comment section. Are they the greatest team in the past 10 years? I think so. Astros have been amazing so far in the past 10 years. Jim Crane, great. I mean, you call them cheaters and do whatever they want, but they got talent. Jordan Alvarez, Alex Bregman, Carlos Correa when he was there, Jose Altuve, George Springer when he was there, Yuli Gurriel, Martin Molinado. I mean, just a great roster that the Houston Astros have built up throughout the years. That's my question today. Are the Houston Astros dynasty? That's my question today this week. That's bad for Squirt Sports and Lane Frank, episode number 100. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squirt Sports on Instagram at Squirt Sports. Follow Squirt Sports on Twitter at Squirt Sports. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for the best sports content in the game. We'll be back here next week for episode number 101. We're going to talk about the game, Michigan versus Ohio State. Get ready for it. Give me action packed episode 100. Stay tuned.